De Bruyne. Oh, he's picked out Oscar Bob! City win it! KDB! A goal, an assist, and Oscar Bob with his first ever Premier League goal! And the champions have found a way to win! Well, there's a statement. Liverpool, are you watching? KDB's back with a bang. The Blues in striking distance. Welcome everyone to the very latest bolt from the Blue Podcast. Talk about a very exciting game which didn't always look like it was going to go our way. But we had some moments of genius that we're going to talk about. Let's see who we've got in this virtual studio. Let me look around there. Oh, we've got <laughs> Bernard Deneen. Bernard, how are you doing? Yes, talking of genius, you've got me. yes it was uh uh, yes for the first time this this season i think i've said that's why we're champions at the end of a game so uh, it only took us what how many games about uh 20 league games and a a few cup games for me to say that but uh onwards and upwards (laughs) well you remember what we said last time newcastle have been in a poor run of form but I told you, Bernard, that we would play them back into form, and it kind of looked like that in the first half. But before we get into all of the the minutia, there's a good word for any students of mine that are listening. Um, let's talk about the lineups. There's Ooh. this your speciality, Bernard. Did you get yeah, all of them? It was this, it was this time. I'll uh, I'll quit now while I'm ahead. <laughs> I got eleven out of eleven, so I was, I was happy with that. Pe- Pep and me were on. The same wavelength for a change. For a change doesn't doesn't always happen, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll shoot. Do you want the Newcastle one first because they were the home team? I'll give you that. A. Eh? I'll give you give you the Newcastle guys. Let me see what you thought of this uh, Newcastle team. Bravka, Trippier, Shah, Botman, Burn, Guimarães, Longstaff, Miley, Almiron, Gordon, and Isaac. That looked a pretty good start in eleven. I think the problem with Newcastle is is the bench, isn't it, Mike? I think that's a pretty strong start in eleven. Absolutely, um, and we have been we have been given fair warning, especially in the case of Isak because uh, or Isaac, whatever you like to call him, um, because he had scored um, a brace against uh, Sunderland in in the Tyneware Derby. He'd scored against Liverpool, I believe, and he was pretty. He, he was he was in pretty good form, although the team as a whole were not. Um, I, think, I think he'd scored 13 goals, was it, so far this before before Sunday, uh, this season, uh, Saturday this season. Yep, yep. Um, I don't really like uh, Bruno Guimaraes because of some of his mm. um, some of his play, but he's a, he's a good player. We've got to concede that to him. He's got, some, uh, he's got Long- a bit of an edge to him, hasn't he? <laughs> he has got a bit of an edge to him. Sean Longstaff as well. They were kind of bigging him up at the start of his career like he was the new Paul Scholes. Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who's got an edge to him, and no, no one's picked up on this. Um, obviously, we're, we're leaping ahead. But Mr. is it Burn, the big lad, the big lad at the back? Oh, he's a, he's a bit of a he's a he, bit he of a butcher. To, that he guy. tried to take poor old Bob's head off at the end. I don't know if everyone and no one seems to have uh, cottoned on to that, but he deliberately tried to shoulder him into the in the head. But obviously, 
Bob was fine, so it didn't matter. But uh, yeah, no one else seems to have commented. But I thought I was a bit me, a bit, a bit nasty for me. Yeah, and uh, that wasn't the only moment from him. There were a yeah, few moments yeah. from him. You know, he likes to um, walk the tightrope, I think. Yeah, because it's just because he's eight foot six doesn't mean he can start picking on people. You know, it's not. It's not <laughs> exactly, exactly. Should we give you this? Give you the city team then, shall I? That we yeah. uh, I got totally right. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not going to brag too much about it. I don't think there's many alternatives. I'll ask you if you thought of any when I give you Ed Edison Walker, Diaz, Aki Gavardio, Rodri, Kovacic, Bernardo, Foden. Nice to see Doku, of course, uh, and Alvarez. Was there anyone else you, you would have liked to have seen in that starting eleven? Well, not really. I mean, the only really uh, the question I think is whether you put Kovacic or uh, Mateus Nunes in there, but. Um, I think yeah, Kovacic is a little bit more defensive-minded. Yeah, no, no surprise, no KDB starting, was it? That, was, that wasn't a surprise. No, 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 no. He's going to be um, nursed along. And uh, I think there was a comment from Pep before the game that, uh, uh, that he wasn't going to be able to do 90 minutes. But um, we'll talk about his contribution <laughs> a little bit later on. But, um, yeah, on the bench, uh, obviously, De Bruyne and uh, Grealish... Um, Ortega, uh, Phillips, uh, Susoho, uh, Rico Lewis, and someone else we'll talk about a little bit, I suspect. Do you think Grealish obviously wasn't picked? was not no surprise, but of course um, the hangover from the incident, do you think that's something he can get over quite quickly? Or, or will he go away now for this warm weather training and come back all fired up again? I don't know. I've never had my house robbed before. I don't know what effect that has. Yeah, I've had, a shop, I've had shops robbed when, I, when I've owned shops. I've had a, and it's sort of, it is, even a shop is an invasion of your space, isn't it? So I have had a couple of incidents when I, when I owned shops in the old days, and it does affect you. And obviously to have your house invaded, which is what it is, it's got to affect you somehow, hasn't it? Even if you try and put it to the back of your mind, it's got to be there. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Well, after the... Uh the Newcastle songs were sung off, all, on they come. And I tell you what, it was a pretty uh, hectic uh, first five minutes. And in fact, they had the goal in the, they had the goal in the net, Bernard, after two. They did, mate. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, fortunately, it was just about offside. I thought it was reasonably tight. I wasn't going to blame the linesman particularly. I don't think it was that obvious that it was offside. I mean, obviously, Mr Eddie Howard decided that his Newcastle team would play the offside percentages. Um, and obviously for every, every one that, that worked, they probably had four or five that didn't work. But uh, I think that was his idea to get in behind us, use that pace. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick on the line or because at the end of the day, that that's the rules as they stand and whether we like it or not. Uh, although it did lead to a horrible incident for us and a horrible incident for all big headers, of course. Uh, yes, he was offside, but I, I think the Lionel was probably right, or whether you agree with that. I think he's probably right to leave his flag down. But obviously, Walker, I mean, what the hell's Walker doing? I mean, he just, I mean, I know I know it was a coming together, but I mean, was it necessary for him to foul our number one keeper? Was it yeah. was it just Walker being Walker, or was it was did he do you think he did the right thing? I mean, I thought it was just very clumsy. I, I didn't I didn't think it was necessary, in fairness, for Walker to do that. But uh, obviously, Edison had a big hole in his leg that I saw uh, on pictures. So, what do you think, mate? Was it was Walker just just one of those things, or was he a bit you know a bit bit wild? We think Walker I, gets a bit wild being captain, don't we? 
Yeah, I think he's a bit overzealous. And, and of course, in this game, you know, Walker was there when you didn't want him to be there in this case. And then later he was absent when you wanted him to be there. Yeah, he goes missing when you, when you would eat him. Yeah. Well, Ederson did try to struggle manfully on, but um, yeah. you, saw with, you saw with that uh, pass, that, that ter- terrible hospital pass shortly after. He wasn't quite right, was he? No, do you think they should have took him off straight away? I think so. I think I think so. Image I yep. saw. I mean, I don't understand. You've got guys there earning a lot of money who are obviously medically trained. Uh, there's no no way. I mean, it's not as though you're waiting for the keeper to warm up or anything, is it? At the end of the day, the the game will stop until the you know with a the keeper. They don't do that, did it? With a the keeper, you've got to replace him immediately. You don't say, oh, you can come on the next throw in or something like that and play play goalie fly or something. It's uh, you know you you can change your keepers. So I was a bit perturbed at uh, the medical staff seemed to think that he could carry on, which is a little bit of a worry from from that from a, uh, a professional level. But uh, fortunately, he nearly he nearly bit made a bit of a mess of it. But fortunately, Newcastle didn't take advantage, did they? When they, when he uh, fluffed it, uh, the it was a bit chaotic from Newcastle as well. So we, we sort of breathed a sigh of relief when Ortega could get on. Yeah, I mean, in times past, when we when we lost our number one goalkeeper, I, I'd have been pretty nervous with the number two taken off. You know, some of these uh, ones we've had in the past, you know, on the bench, like uh, Bravo, the hologram. Um, but it doesn't <laughs> oh, worry don't me. Forget, don't forget, Bravo was actually brought in as a number one. He wasn't brought in as backup. I don't know, mate. I thought he was brought in as a special, a specialist no, no, pen, he was, pen, he penalty he goalkeeper. Brought him in as our, as our number one. Simple as that. He, he, it was only because of his uh, dire performances, uh, his debut against United at Old Trafford, um, that obviously the fans sort of started to get on his back a little bit because we couldn't rely on him. But, uh, but he was definitely, definitely Pep's number one. He, he brought him in to do the job. Yeah, well, he was good at saving penalties. We've got to give him that. We've got to give him that. In, in, hey, I was good at saving penalties, <laughs> mate. I was never going to be Pep's number one, was I? I mean, I was never. <laughs> mm-hmm. In the moments after that, um, they were quite threatening, actually, in Newcastle. They were kind of getting stuck in, and um, we were a bit unsure of ourselves, didn't you think? Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I'm not going to slag all Tiger off. It, it must be difficult. You're sort of psyched up. Uh, I mean, I, I remember it was a totally different sort of thing. I remember being a substitute in the game because I, I was our sort of sub goalkeeper as well. Our goalie got injured in a big game on a you know very early doors, and I was just ready to be on the subs bench coming on later on. You know, for outfield, not in goal, outfield of course. But then obviously I was the guy who could play in goal, so I came on as a goalkeeper. Uh, and he's nervous, and obviously he's a professional Ortega, of course he is. But it must be. It must still play on your mind. You know, you're there to sit sit on the bench, aren't you? And all of a sudden, oh, the passionate atmosphere of St. James's, a big game, which is what it was uh, at the end of the day. And he must have been a bit nervy. And I think even he fluffed a little bit, didn't he? I think he missed uh, one clear as he dawdled on it. And again, we got away with it, fortunately. But uh, so I'm not going to slag him off too much. I mean, but he is a professional. That's what he's, that's what he's there to do. But it, it can't be easy, can it, mate? It can't be easy being... Forced onto a game. Imagine, like, imagine him having to come on for the cup final. Say when we, you know, um, although he's played in the cup final, isn't he? But say he was playing in the Champions League. Uh, imagine, imagine a goalkeeper thinking he's on the bench, and then all of a sudden having to come on after five, you know, three, four, five minutes or something like that. So, all credit to him. He did fluff it, but then he settled down. He seemed to settle down okay after that, and we started to get a grip of the game, didn't we? That's right, and it turned into a very open one as well. I mean, you had um, Bernardo Silva. Uh, Blazing it over the bar, you had um, 
Oliver is uh, taking a hammer of a shot blocked and cleared. Um, it, it turned into quite an open affair, actually. Had me a bit... Yeah, Dubravka looked uh, quite good early doors. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he looked confident keeper. He's obviously not their number one at the moment, is he? He has been their number one, of course, uh, which is always difficult. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Walker had a shot from <laughs> from about 35 yards, which is normal for him, that, that troubled, the, troubled the corner flag more than it troubled the goal. But, uh, yeah, I think we were in the ascendancy when, when the chance did come and we did, did take it. Yeah, exactly. We, uh, I think from about the 20-minute mark, um, we began to uh, pretty much uh, dominate. Uh, and uh, let's talk about the goal, because yeah. this was on, uh, 26, on the 26th minute and scored by your namesake, Bernardo. Yeah, We've got uh, Bernardo Silva. Tell us about yeah. this one. Yeah, well, Doku obviously given a bit of. I, I, I thought I thought with Gavardio playing on that side, I thought Doku was a little bit restricted this game. He was asked to play more inside, and I don't think I don't think that's where we want him to play. We want him to play on that wing, taking people on coming inside. I think he was losing the ball, which I don't think Pep would have been happy about. But I don't think it was Doku's fault. It's the fact that Pep had uh, Gavardio uh, rampaging up there as well. But he managed to cross it over. Uh, to, in this instance, he came inside and. And pinged it over to Walker, of course, and uh, Mr. Walker finally, finally gets gets an assist. And I'm not saying it was the the classiest ball into the box. Of course, it was slightly behind Bernardo, so it was only the sheer genius of, uh, of Bernardo Silva that that actually scored the goal. I mean, we have seen these done from other players, other teams, but it, it's just so good to watch because there's absolutely. I mean, those could easily end up near the corner flag, couldn't he? But he, his control was superb. The goalie's got no chance. The defender's got no chance with that little flick. I mean, I, you know, it's it's been done by uh, players, good and bad, in the past. I've seen a few dodgy players manage to do it, but uh, fantastic. A, a great goal, and uh, I think it was just just about deserved at that stage. Yeah, we were winning 1-0, but uh, credit to Walker. He put the ball in. As I said, Bernardo had to do all the work basically, but uh, at least Walker put it into that corridor of uncertainty and Bernardo made the most of it. Yeah, it was a, it was a great little finish from Bernardo. It sort of brings to mind um, one I, I remember watching Gianfranco Zola score for Chelsea. That was a bit more, a little bit more spectacular, that one. But um, I, for me, you know, I just did, I, I want, I didn't want the assist to come from Walker because I didn't want to get his ego up too much. Um, <laughs> He was already shown signs of stepping forward and firing. Um, well, I give him a four out of ten. He would have been a two out of ten if he hadn't done that. So. Uh, <laughs> well, in in the immediate aftermath of that goal, um, City's standard were were up and and they were rocking. And Foden shot wide, twelve yards. Um, Bernardo Silva had another um, cutback uh, to to uh, get his uh, teeth into from Alvarez. Um, heading towards yeah, the top, right? Great, great save by the goalkeeper. Yeah, Dubravka did pretty well. He tipped onto the sort of stanchion bar and post, didn't he? If you remember that one from uh, Bernardo, but I think Bernardo might have put it another half a yard, a yard wide, and I don't think Dubravka would have would have reached it. But uh, it was a good save, and of course uh, we had the um, the Ortega fluff, didn't we? We had a uh, it was closed down by. Isaac or Isaac or however we pronounce it. And of course the ball looked to Almiron who had edited it back in 
but of course, nothing came of it. So that was another another chance they had to get a, a quick equaliser. But they didn't have long to wait, mate, did they? Because that was thirty three minutes, and obviously thirty five minutes. Yet and yet another brilliant goal, and of course, uh, all came from Guimaraes. Guimaraes started it, didn't he? To to what was Walker doing, mate? I mean, what the hell? I mean, was Walker right, wrong? What did he do? Anything? Shouldn't you have shown him the outside? What, what do you think about that? Well, in in the beginning, he was being criticised for not getting back fast enough. I thought he got there. Um, yeah, I think it was the second goal I think he got more criticism for, not the first one. I think yeah. the first one, uh, we'll talk about the second goal in a minute. I think I think generally the first one was where he was dawdling. I don't think he, I think he was reasonably placed for this one. He just made the wrong decision, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it didn't involve bags of skill from Isak. I mean, he just moved it uh, to the right and created a little bit of space for himself and then curled it around the goalkeeper from from uh, from quite a good uh, distance out. Uh, it, it, you know, I just, I, th- I think it was just a beautiful goal. Yeah. Sometimes you have to say that. Yeah, you can't do and, anything. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, people score goals like that. You have to put, hold your hands up and say, yes, Walker perhaps could have shown him to the other side rather than letting him come on the inside. Um, of course, we'll talk about the second goal where he, he got caught out virtually the same sort of way. He was obviously, again, dragged inside and he didn't get to it. But uh, sometimes, as you say, you have to hold your hand up and say, fantastic goal. Uh, <laughs> not a lot you can do about it. I don't think Ortega could have done anything. Edison wouldn't have been able to do anything better than Ortega. So uh, all credit to him. And uh, they were on fire then, weren't they? Of course, the old Geordie boys started singing and... It was only a couple of minutes later, mate, and we'll talk about uh, again. This was this was a again playing the percentages, wasn't it? A, a long ball. Um, was it Gordon? Mm-hmm. Um, Gordon picks up the ball on the left, and again, yeah, it was like so. Walker was looking for an offside. I'm not too sure. He looked to be looking over towards that's the what I thought. Line, yeah, uh, and he sort of dawdled for me, and then he thought. Does Walker have a tendency to think he can get to these balls? So do you think he sort of gives? players a star and think, right, I'm going to catch you up. <laughs> I think he does. And I, I think a lot of the time he's right. Um, yeah. But um, his um, his catch-up speed is superior to his uh, uh, ball-blocking abilities sometimes. And, uh, you know, th- in this particular case, you had um, Gordon. Now, Gordon had sown the seeds of doubt for the first goal for them by making a nice dummy run that had uh, Walker in yeah, two minds yeah, yeah. for the first one. This time it's him on his own. And it wasn't too dissimilar to the first goal. I mean, again, just up the right-hand side, moving it to the right. And uh, I'm not going to say carbon copy, but um, it wasn't too dissimilar, though, was it? No, it probably at the same spot in the goal, to be honest. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> at the same bit of netting, uh, that's mm-hmm. for sure. But again, you just have to hold your hands up. Perhaps Walker could have done a little bit more but obviously this time Walker was sort of more obstructing the the ball from Ortega's vision but again even if Ortega had probably had a good view of it like the first goal I don't think there's a lot he could have done I'm not going to criticise Walker particularly on when he got back and the fact that uh, Gordon beat him I I will criticise him on the fact that he wasn't quick enough in the first place to cut out the danger and he was he, he was dawdling so that was the error from Walker it, it wasn't the goal again. You can't you can't really compensate for that, Anthony Gordon. That that's three goals and three cracking goals. And uh, and I was I was rocking. I don't know what City were doing. I was I was starting to panic a little bit at that stage. Two uh, one. I knew it was going to be a long half because of course we're going to have seven or eight minutes injury time 
because of the mm-hmm. Edison thing. And uh, I just wanted to get in. I just wanted to get in at half time for Pep to sort it out and hopefully bring uh, KD the KDBs on. And I just wanted to get in at half time two one because I think we could have easily found ourselves struggling a little bit and go three one down at that stage. So I wanted half time to come. Yeah, I mean uh, the five or six minutes after uh, Newcastle's second goal, cheered on by fifty thousand, uh, you know, bare-breasted Geordies. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and those were the men, actually. Um, unfortunately, well, I, wanted bloody, I wanted to get him because of Rodri. He lost it again, didn't he? He lost yeah. his. He lost his. I think it was Alvarez trying to having to drag him away at one point. I mean, of course, he's claimed he got fouled. Is it was it Grimmeresh again? Yeah. Um, lovely lad, lovely lad he is. Um, <laughs> good footballer, but he's a little bit snidey. I think the word is we usually call it. I don't know if we still that's a word kids use these days, snidey, but. Uh, is a little bit like that. And, of course, Rodri eventually got up after being on the floor for about a minute and then chased the guy down and fouled him and got booked for it. But then he started mouthing off. And I thought, Rodri, well, you know, mate, come on. I mean, you might be the world's greatest defensive mid- defensive midfielder, but come on, you've learned, you should learn your lesson from that game at the Etihad earlier in the season. Just get on with it. Just get on with it. You can't afford to start arguing back and doing things. It was just ridiculous. And I think, all oh, credit to Alvarez. I don't know where I don't know where our captain was, Mr. Walker, to to actually calm him down. All I saw was Alvarez trying to calm him down. So that was a worry. That was another reason I wanted to get in at half time, just to just to cool him off as well. Yeah. I did what did you I'm mean, just trying to remember if my memory serves correctly. Was it? Was there almost? Was it almost three one? Was uh, among those little charges? Well, uh, among I think those sort of held out okay. There was no real worries for either end. I don't think I have a goalkeeper, but of course uh, uh, we'll go into the second half. And yes, it could have easily been three one at, at one stage. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I think I think after that second goal, even though Newcastle were on a high, I think the. As they did with the second half, I think they didn't take the foot off the pedal, but they were they were quite happy to be two on ahead and just try and restrict us rather than push for a third. So, yeah, uh, no real chances I can remember. Mm-hmm. Well, we come out for the second half, two on down. Pep's not happy. He's obviously words have been exchanged, or uh, I, I would say that there was probably a full and frank exchange of views, as the, <laughs> as the newspapers uh, uh, would call it. Um, Let's talk about uh, the first uh, 10 minutes after the second half, Bernard. Yeah, we, we came out with purpose. As I said, I think uh, it's, it's hard when you're 2-1 up. But, I mean, Eddie Howe, as I said, have been playing the percentages and he's probably told his team, you know, you know, carry on doing what we've been doing. But, of course, uh, City up to gear. I thought we up to little gear. Uh, Bernardo managed to get himself booked for a, uh, an iffy foul, wasn't it? Alvarez had a, a three-kick early doors at... It's just, I don't mind Alvarez taking the free kicks, but when you're that far out, he doesn't get a lot of pace on him. So the goal is always going to uh, have a good chance of, of saving it. So I'd rather perhaps we try something a little bit different from that distance. We'll talk about when KDB come on in a minute, another free kick we had. Uh, Folder had a whack from the edge of the box, but it was straight up. The Bravka, this was all in the first 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, and Folder had another, another one again uh, that, Perhaps could have done better about 60 minutes and he smacked it high over the bar. So it wasn't quite going right. But, of course, um, 62 minutes, uh, obviously, Gwimmeres, who had been slagging off, uh, saved. I think he saved Newcastle, didn't he? I thought we had a great chance. I think he lost it to Rodri. 
uh, Foden, the ball comes into the box. Foden can't quite force it home from close range because uh, Guimaraes gets in the way. And, of course, then Rodri steams in <laughs> and, uh, and fouls Guimaraes. And, but, obviously, he was going for the ball. So, fortunately, the referee was sensible about it. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was all City. I, I'm very, very good. I couldn't really see anything. Uh, for Newcastle until uh, I think Alvarez took a shot from the edge of the box. It should have done a lot better uh, straight at Dubravka. And then 67 minutes, it was Ortega to the rescue this time. Mr. Mm -hmm. Mr. Mr. Burn, Mr. Eight foot six Burn scampered down the left-hand side and old Isaac again is is in the middle of the box. He, he, he tries to just steer it around Ortega, doesn't it? But fortunately, Ortega made himself nice and big and he managed to spread himself and block it. But you know that's sixty-seven minutes at three-one down. I don't. Th I don't think we. You know. I know. I know we were three-one down last season, weren't we? There. But uh, I would. I would have really been panicking. And if we had air, I would have been tearing it out. Yeah. I mean, and then, then just a couple of minutes of uh, after that, um, a free kick was given against Longstaff on Rodri, and that, this was the opportunity hmm. to bring in uh, Kevin De Bruyne and. Uh, he pretty quickly got a chance with a free kick, but unfortunately... Were you surprised he took Bernardo off? I was. Yeah, I was, but I mean, also, who would you have taken off? Well, who were the options? Alvarez. Alvarez off. Yeah, it didn't look to be his night. I mean, I thought no. that was a great free kick that you were talking about earlier. It was perfectly positioned. It was like a postage yeah. stamp. Well, the goalie had too much time to to come across yeah. those. It, it was too far out for and Alvarez doesn't he doesn't he doesn't smack it. He sort of places it and uh, gives the goalie a chance. But I would have dragged Alvarez off because uh, it's one of those games where he does have these games, but usually pops up with an assist or a goal, and we think, oh, he's been wonderful. But you know, it wasn't working for. He was shutting. He was closing the goalie down a lot. But that's all I noticed him do. I didn't. I didn't really notice him do much else. So I was a bit surprised when he took Bernardo off because I felt, thought he was far more dangerous still. Um, but obviously, Pep gets paid the big money to make these decisions, and uh, we can't criticise him in the end, can we? Yeah. Well, as soon as uh, KGB come on, he got his. He got an immediate chance uh, to become um, a flashbang wallop hero. He got a free kick. <laughs> But as the Guardian describes it, I thought it's quite funny. Um, he blutered it. He blutered it witlessly into the wall. <laughs> yeah, it, but, was, um, it was rubbish, wasn't it, mate? It wasn't. It wasn't. Even, uh, of course, they had the old uh, draft excluder, so he couldn't stick it under the wall. But <laughs> he obviously he, he should have probably, as I said, he couldn't. He couldn't. He could have left it to Alvarez, I suppose, to have another pop. But uh, hey, Kev's on. You never know, do you? Kev's on. We'll uh, go for it, mate. Go, you, we trust Kev. Yeah, I, 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 I'm now beginning to appreciate my memories coming back here also about about Rodri because I think the referee the referee didn't give a corner that Rodri wanted and he began he began to yeah, yeah. and he began to you know he's 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 kind of like a on a on a kind of a, a high simmer boil I think temperamentally sometimes. Um, yeah, I've never, I've never really noticed that with Rodri previous seasons. It's just, I mean, it must have been there, but I, I've never really. Have you noticed it? I've seen it two or three times this season. Is it because perhaps City aren't flying like we have been over recent seasons? But uh, he seems a bit more temperamental. Um, obviously, has he got a new girlfriend, or is he, is he not <laughs> getting not getting rid of a girlfriend? I'm not too sure. I mean, he just seems a little bit more ratty this season. Well, he's a, a passionate hombre. I think the first uh, uh, sign we saw of that was, you remember that sliding knee goal, uh, knee celebration in front of the opposition fans? Uh, he's obviously got a bit of um, 
he's 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 becoming a top class bird. You know, he's just following in the, in the examples of. Uh, Suppose, when you score the winning goal in the Champions League <laughs> final uh, for the first ever one in our history, I suppose he's allowed certain uh, leniency. Yeah, that'll that'll do wonders for your ego. But uh, we're coming on to the goal. Seventy-four minutes. Kevin De Bruyne, uh, and I've been reading all all about um, the snooker final. Uh, Ronnie the Rocket, and uh, it, th- this was uh, this looked like a snooker shot. But uh, describe it for us. Um, yeah. Before that, actually, though, I mean, we talked about Alvarez, haven't we? And in fact, he should have perhaps been taken off. But he, he missed a good chance, didn't he? He, he, sent, he sent one over the bar from quite close in. I don't know if you remember that one, Mike. That, that was when it was 2-1. Mm. Uh, he should have really done better with that. That was disappointing. Perhaps that's why Pep left him on, because he might have got that, that opportunity. But, of course, he, he made a bit of a mess of it. But, of course, it all the goal, 74 minutes... Um, Rodri, uh, not not the you know I won't say it was a fantastic uh, pass, but because obviously he's going to get the assist, isn't he? But uh, he just he just passed it simply down the inside right channel. I think De Bruyne, he's got that aura, hasn't he? I mean Newcastle, I don't care what I think City fans should go on social media shouting up Kevin De Bruyne to the to the stars because teams that he's got that aura now. Teams are scared of him and. They're not. They're not sort. Of, he gets lots. Of, he got got a load of space. And this is. He said, "Oh, Newcastle just wanted to admire his his foot." Well, oh, Kevin's back. We'll have a, we'll have a look at what he can do, and he just picks the ball up. And no one's really willing to take a challenge. And you know what Kevin's like. He's a bit like yeah, yeah. In the old days, once he get once he gets that ball in that sort of middle of the pitch, he's gonna he's gonna motor forward. Uh, and what I mean, he didn't. He, you know, it was like it was just pinpoint. It was just it was just the accuracy. While he was running, he could see what he wanted to do. And it was just literally, it wasn't a P-roll because he hit it with pace as well. But there's nothing Debravka could have done. It was just, you know, he was positioned correctly. The defenders weren't getting to block it. So if Kev's, if Kev's given that freedom, he's going to have a goal. And uh, a cracking goal just right into the into the corner. As I say, Debravka, no chance. Perhaps one or two defenders should probably ask a question of themselves. But Kev mm-hmm. doesn't mess about. He, when he sees the opportunity, he takes it. Uh, say so he wasn't. It wasn't close in, was he? He was still. He was still a good distance from the goal, cracking goal. And it was a nutmeg as well. And um, yeah, uh, it would surprise you actually if you look back on Kevin De Bruyne's uh, goals for City. Quite Shah, a number. Of was it Shah, wasn't it? Yeah, Fabian, uh, Fabian Cher. Yeah, and uh, you're looking back at a lot of Kevin De Bruyne's goals. They're hailed as great uh, goals. Uh, there's been that uh, quite. Uh, well, not not several, but I three or four that the commentators didn't notice was a not a nutmeg, um, you know, on the way in. So that's how good he is. That's how accurate he can be. Uh, as the as the game sort of developed in the moments after that, uh, it just brought back to my mind the fact that people were saying that uh, when when who's going to drop out when uh, KDB is back? Uh, can KDB and Foden play together? A lot of City fans think they can't, but they're, they're, I thought that they were beginning to. Uh, you know, to gel quite nicely. What did you think about that pairing? Yeah, I think Pep's intimated, aren't you, that, I mean, in the old days, and we, we still have them now, we still have number eights, we still have number tens, but in the old days, they used to be classed as inside forwards, didn't you? That was the mm-hmm. old role. And, of course, uh, used to have Bell as number eight, and we used to have uh, Neil Young as number ten. So, hey, listen, if them two guys can, can do a Bell and Young, I'll take that all day long, mate, and why not if Pep, 
Pep can find a way, he'll find a way, and let's hope he can because we don't particularly want Foden. He, he will, he can play outside, of course, he can on the wing. We know he can and, and stuff, but we know he loves Foden loves to play there, he loves to play in the middle. That's his favorite, and Pep knows that. And of course, uh, so Pep, I'm sure Pep can get uh, a tune. If, if we have another Bell and Young, mate, I think I think we're sorted for another three or four years at least. <laughs> Well, two or yeah. three, because Kev's getting a bit on now, and he, he's he's knocking on a bit. So we we can probably probably another two seasons after this, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if you agree, but I thought that there was a, a there's a, a very perceptible uh, decline in energy levels from Newcastle yeah. from that point on. I, I think that there we could see problem. that. I mean, you know, Newcastle they've got a very poor bench. That's the problem. They've got a lot of injuries. Uh, the the eleven they put out is is a, is a, an okay eleven. It's a fine eleven, but they don't have any options. They don't have any options off the bench. That's the problem. So as, as teams know, when you're working again, when you're working and City make you work your socks off, it's just concentration and physical and the physicalness of it. You can't do it. You just can't. You know. So it's up to City then to to push that little booster and actually take take control of games and win games all right you know it's, we've not been seeing it that much i don't think this season and of course as an offensive force newcastle as the game went on uh were less and less in it uh, probably match of the day probably showing them had more chances in us knowing how match of the day works but uh, i've not watched it so i don't know but uh yeah it was just city it was just a matter of whether we could uh and if we could and uh with it before the referee blew his final whistle of course yeah, um, City, uh, unlike Newcastle, do have a few extra options on the bench. And on the 83rd minute, 83rd minute, they brought on Oscar Bob, as uh, Blackadder would pronounce it. Um, now, <laughs> I, heard few, I heard a few people say the the time. I was obviously because I was watching at home rather than being there. Um, you know, why didn't they bring Grealish on? I thought, well, what what option would Grealish have given us? I mean, Newcastle know Grealish. We know what style he's got. Pep wanted a little bit something, uh, something a little bit different. And uh, Bob is still very different at the moment. A lot of defenses uh, are not aware of what he can and what he can't do. So mm -hmm. uh, I thought that was a perfect, a perfect substitution from Pep. Mm -hmm. Another thing that the commentators uh, are noticing is that um, uh, people like uh, Gavardiol, and this is the first time I've seen this, um, was quite quite regularly, you know, uh, parading through midfield. Uh, and um, I, I'd not seen that. I wonder, did you pick up on that? And uh, Was that a pet-based pet instruction or is that the way that he he likes to play? I'm not quite sure we've figured out the best position for him, though. Yeah, I think I think Pep wants him to. I think that's I think that is what Pep wants him to do. The only thing, the only problem it caused me was, I think I mentioned it early on. I just think it affected Doku. I just I just think it limited what he could do. Mm -hmm. and of course, he was coming, having to come inside a lot more. Uh, and coming inside, uh, Newcastle were very quick uh, to pressure him, and he was losing the ball occasionally. When we lose the ball on the inside, and you know near the halfway line, as opposed to out on the wing near their goal, uh, there's a chance we could get caught, and that, that did happen two or three times. Uh, and certainly, as far as Pep, Pep's concerned, he plays Grealish because he wants him to hold on to the ball, and uh, Doku he accepts a little bit that he loses that control uh, for the ability of what Doku can do. But if he's going to play Gvardiol up that, up, you know, who didn't, for me, 
there's no real final ball from Guardiol. He was moving up, but, you know, he, like Kovacic, for some reason, I thought Kovacic was similar. I like Kovacic. He does a lot right, but he just seems to be lacking that either final shot or that final ball, thinking what to do properly with it. You know, he'll overpass it, overhit it or or whatever. And I think Guardiol's the same for me at the moment. You've got Kovacic and Guardiol. Who I don't, you know, they certainly, it's only the first season. So, obviously, there's lots of potential. We know City players on the first season with Pep. But, of course, uh, they just seem to be lacking what to do with it when they get in crucial spots. Now, so I thought Guardiola was OK to a point, but was disappointed in the end product. And I did I did think he restricted Doku and made made Doku's game a little bit poorer as well by playing Guardiola in that position, you know, which uh, uh, coming inside more. So, yeah, I agree with what they're saying, uh, but I don't think the effectiveness is quite there yet of what Pep's trying to do with, with these players. As in, you know, when you look at people like Zinchenko and he used to move up from left-back position and obviously he'd love... Peppered love Walkers would be a bit better when it comes to that final ball as well. But uh, I think that's what he's searching for. He's searching for that defender stroke guy who can create a little bit of something special. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not he's not found the guy yet, I don't think. He's hoping to work on Gavardio. Uh, yeah. Do it. Do it with him. But uh, we'll have to see. Well, one person who can do it is uh, Rodri, and he he had a go, come striding <laughs> through the midfield like like Lothar Matthias of uh, you know the German midfielder of old. Dancing, Unfortunately, I called, I called him called him dancing Rodri on the uh, match report. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, uh, yeah, very, what, very, the, the, the keeper the keeper did very very well, I thought, because uh, when he come prancing into the 18-yard box and uh, uh, did that little dummy, the little foot across, what they call them, when they, they go over it with the boot. I go, oh, it's got a name, hasn't it? But then he sort of let fly quite early. He didn't he didn't mess about, you know, he's, uh, and obviously Dubrovka did very, very well, I thought, to save that. Uh, I thought that was a goal. I thought as soon as he, as soon as he hit that, I thought it was in the net. But, of course, uh, all credit to the keeper, good, a good save. Mm-hmm. Now, in the dying, dying minutes of normal time, it it, it just it was attack versus defence, and uh, it was it was very frustrating. City came closer and closer and closer. Um, did you hold out any hope that we could uh, uh, nick this? I was always hopeful. Always hopeful. I, I must admit, if it'd been Arsenal, it wouldn't have been three minutes extra time. Though would it would have been about ten. But of course, it's City, so it doesn't matter. So we get three minutes injury time. Of course. Um, I don't think um, Bob had done too much. I think he'd probably touched the ball a couple of times. I'm not too sure, but it's just wonderful. I mean, you look at the pictures, don't you? look at the stills of these things, and Kevin, you, there's lots of stills of Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, you think of that Aston Villa game, uh, of course, that we, we, we pulled round and we won 3-2 to win the title, you know, a couple of seasons ago. You think of that. And you look, you get stills of pictures and you think, how the hell is he going to find that ball to that player there? Because you look at who he's going to pass it to and you look at KDB, you think, how the hell does he get it from there to A to B? How do you get, how do you get it? And he does. I mean, obviously this one was superb, but all credit to Oscar Bob to all his run as well. Uh, you know, it, it's absolutely, stu- I mean, because I thought when he scored, I didn't celebrate that much because... I thought he looked a mile offside. I thought he was well offside. I thought, oh, God, he's got to be offside. He, he couldn't have done that. And it well, was I, just I, Go on, go I, on. I, I think uh, it wasn't so much that for me. It was um, when he got into when he got the ball, I thought there's no way he's getting right. He's not, he's not getting past this, goal, this goalkeeper because 
they were one on one and it, it looked like for all the world just to be it's, it's going to be blocked this Cool as a cucumber, mate. Cool as a cucumber. It was a lot more than... Uh, it, people haven't made as much of this as they should. Uh, the way that he transferred that, that ball from Messi, if that left to right. Lionel Messi, everyone would be... It'd be overall the internet. It'd be everywhere. It'd be everywhere on social media. But of course, of course it's City, uh, so we're not going to get that anyway. But that that was absolutely brilliant. I mean... Just from the pickup from Trippier, I mean, the control, I mean, Trippier might have got something on it, I'm not too sure, but the fact he just stayed on his feet as well, as a, I mean, it's a brilliant ball, a fantastic ball from Kevin, absolutely outstanding. But to stay on his feet with that Trippier lunge for a start, uh, some people were saying other players may have gone down for a penalty, etc. But there was some sort of contact. But there's no way we're going to get that anyway. But as you said, with the keeper there, immediately it was so quick. It was it was so the little flick from his left foot to his right foot, uh, the little dummy to fool the keeper in a split second, and that was enough. And as I said, well, uh, Mr. Byrne tried to take his head off, but of course that's not. Uh, Bob just shrugged it off anyway, so that's fine. But as you say there, mate, I mean. Have you seen, I mean, as far as skills concerned, have you seen any other lads of that age or anyone do that sort of thing? No, no, but I'll tell you who I saw. I saw he, he was, he was, he, it was, he was not as young, but I've seen that move before that uh, lightning quick transfer of the ball from left to right. And I think it was in um, Euro 96, it was Davor Suker who eventually went to Arsenal and then they ruined him, took all the talent out of him. But um, as a youngster, he did that uh, several times. And that, that is a, a, a very, phenomenal very, skill. I mean, I'll go one of your favourite players. Very Nazri-esque, wasn't it, mate? It was Nazri-esque. <laughs> not, not quite at that level, though, Bernie. <laughs> I would say that. I that mean, not, you know, the kahunas, you know, I mean, obviously, <laughs> people are saying now that we let Cole Palmer go because of uh, Oscar Bob. And I think at the start of the season, when I saw the, the games over in Asia... I thought I thought Oscar Bob looked better. I think I commented then at the time. I thought Oscar Bob looks a far better player than Palmer. Simple as that. And uh, oh, I can't disagree with people saying this is this is probably why we we didn't fight too much to keep Cole Palmer because uh, we we knew ability wise Bob has got every, just as much, probably more to come. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I I, I was kind of uh, tickled by was. Um, supporters of uh, other teams um, got stuck into us on social media for over-celebrating that goal. <laughs> what are you talking about, guys? If your team had done that, you would be going crazy. And actually, Pep and went berserk. I mean, if, if it's Liverpool fans, Arsenal fans, United fans, they've all, they all do it. I mean, mm. they'd be absolutely up in the air uh, if their team had done something similar. I mean, you know, it's 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 just pathetic. It really is. But they forget. People forget. I mean, fans fans are so blind to their own teams. What their own teams do and their own fans do. It's just it's sickening, really, because you just grow up, lads. You know, just just think, just think back to when you scored that goal against such and such. I mean, United, United. It's like it's like United have won won the championship with some of the celebrations they've. Over this season, when they've been absolutely rubbish and scraped a point or got a last minute goal, and, and same with Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool are, uh, the and Arsenal, flipping heck, Arsenal, Arsenal can't say anything, can they? All the celebrating they've done over over the games where they've scored in the 98th minute and stuff like that. It's, 
It's, it's pathetic, really. Yeah. Well, um, we did talk at the top of the pod about how many minutes uh, we think that uh, 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 Kevin will be able to put in for us. After the game, I'll just read his quote. He said, um, I'm not able to, to do that for 90 minutes at the moment. I can put in a shift for 20 to 25 minutes at full pace. Yeah. I feel it in my lungs with the cold. Um, and basically, so, you know, I, I don't know what you think, um, how uh, Pep is going to manage him from uh, from this time on. But I would say maybe get half a game, um, possibly second half in games that are not going our way. What do you think, Bernard? Yeah, I think we're lucky at the moment because if you look, oh, okay, we've got uh, an FA Cup game to play as soon as we come back from our, well, they come back for their lovely warm weather. I mean, we're freezing our what's-its off and they can, they're flying over. I think, you know, they should pick a few fans to go with them, shouldn't they just out of a hat? But uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, so we're lucky, really, because obviously Spurs, I don't think Kevin will start against Spurs, not unless he suddenly gets all his all his uh, sort of powers over the next couple of weeks. So I think he'll be, again, off the bench, very, very useful, uh, as long as we can keep in the game. And uh, it will still, teams are going to be scared of him coming off the bench. That's great. That's psychological. And then we do have, um, well, you know, in theory, games where he, he can stay on the bench again uh, and get his way back into it. You know, and you think in the Burnleys of this world, you know, you could play him for 60 minutes and take him off. Or you could bring him on for the last 30 minutes or something like that, you know, against, you know, we're not beating Burnley. Um, obviously, we don't deserve anything anyway. And you got something like Brentford away, is it, I think, as well. Then you got the Copenhagen game, stuff like that. So Everton at home. Um, yeah, so I'm not averse to Kevin coming off the bench and by probably the middle of February starting games. I think we've got the ability and the games coming up that we can afford to do that. And as I say, whether he's on the bench or off the bench, uh, other teams are panicking, uh, a bit worried about in the media seem to be built, booking him up as well, building him up. So all good for me. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot, a lot of football in, in the head, played in the head, isn't it? Psychological before the game. And City will do better against teams who are already beaten. You know, sometimes, sometimes teams, you know, we're not going to go to Anfield and they're not going to get bit. They're not going to think, oh God, it's City. They, they don't care. But other teams will think. That and that's what we've got to have back to win the league this year. We've got to scare. We've got to have teams scared of us. Hopefully, not not too many managers or away fans watch these vlogs because I think I think if they have a go, I think we're in trouble. But at this point in time, uh, with Kevin back, we've got that aura again a little bit, which is is good. Mm -hmm. Well, I think uh, guys, uh, Bernard covered that section we normally do called "What's Up Next for City." So let's finish <laughs> off. let's finish off with them. Um, um, well, it'd be interesting actually, just uh, the guys are not uh, any comments on here, but of course, uh, when when we did draw Tottenham Hotspur in the in the FA Cup, of course, a lot of people because it's a Friday night. Mm -hmm. uh, not, I know a guy who went to Saudi Arabia to watch the Super Cup, but he said, "I'm not going there." And you know, so these are the, this is the sort of effect it's having on people. Personally, at the end of the day, it's on telly. You, you have to take it. You have to take it or leave it. You know, we can't take the money off these television companies and start spouting on about you being unfair. That's just just how it is these days. And of course. No fan has the God-given right to have to go to every game. I, I'll be at one o'clock, the tickets go on sale for me. I'm going to get my ticket, uh, hopefully, in about 45 minutes after this uh, we finish this vlog um, mm. podcast. So I'll be getting my ticket because uh, I've never been. I've never been to the new ground. I've, not, I've been to the old White Hart Lane. I've not been to the new one. I want to go. And I'm not going to whinge about it. I've gone, I'm on a coach. I've got a coach booked, booked already. So 
But I think people have to take it. It's how it is. Just get there. If you can get there, get there. If there's reasons you can't get there, then don't get there. But um, I don't see any big point of whinging about it. You just have to accept it. You know, we, we take the dollar and we have to have the money off the companies and we have to accept it. It's not right. Of course it isn't. But, you know, some some people might not be able to, oh, you know, I've not missed a game for such and such. I can't go. Well, lucky you that you've not missed a game. You know, well, it's just tough luck, in it? I mean, I'm happy that I can get to this one. I've, I've only been to three so far this season away from home. So I'm just happy I can get the opportunity to go to go down to this. So no trains, but I don't travel on the train anyway. Other people will. But so, but it is what it is, Mike. I think I don't know what your views are on that. It, it just, you know, if you're lucky enough to be going, Fair enough. If you can't go, I mean, you know, I you know, if you didn't go to away matches in the old days or home matches, I mean, you couldn't watch it anywhere. But at least, we, at least we can watch it somewhere now. But uh, that's how it is. That's that's how football's gone, whether we like it or not. Yeah, no, I I agree with that totally. And also another little point here, just as we finish off, Bernard, teams around us dropping points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm worried. The only teams I'm worried about now. I'm not. I'm not particularly worried about Villa. I'm uh, not worried about Spurs. They won't have the consistency, and Villa won't have the consistency to keep it up. So, of course, you're left with Liverpool and Arsenal, of course, other teams that were thought to do well, like Newcastle, have got a massive task just to get into Europe now. Uh, they're not going to challenge at the top. Uh, Liverpool's the big one. I think Liverpool are playing reasonably well, um, playing some good stuff, I think, at the moment, and doing okay. Arsenal. They're in a bad patch at the moment, so long long may that continue. But I think Arsenal cause their own problems by being too too arrogant sometimes, and I don't think Arteta can cope when the pressure's on. So I think Liverpool's going to be the big challenge. We're going to have to do as we're still minus ten points. You know, I keep banging on about this. We're still against the same teams. We played last season. We're currently minus ten points. We picked up a couple, of course, at Newcastle because we only drew there last season. So we, we were minus twelve. We're now minus ten. I think we can get a maximum of uh, is it eighty-three points or something now if we, if we carry on not winning every game, but you know the same results if you like that we did last season. So, but we still have to go to somewhere like Tottenham and uh, Liverpool and do something and beat all the rubbishy, te- you know, so-called rubbishy teams. Uh, simple as that. We can't slip up anywhere. Uh, otherwise, if we start slipping up against, let's let's say, the lesser teams, uh, we're going to struggle. But uh, we're going to have to go to places like Anfield. Even a draw would probably do, because Liverpool aren't going to win every game between now and the end of the season. But, you know, um, this is the time now with Kevin back and the inspiration and, and you know, to actually go on and do that. Well, yeah, I, that, that, that sounds right to me. So Bernard's calling it as a three-horse uh, race for the Two title. And Two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> Uh, well, this is the this is the this is what makes it exciting, guys. And uh, we will be back with you after the next one, and uh, looking forward to it. Hope you enjoyed that, guys. Us basically just unloading on you every thought that pops into our heads, but um, that's what it's all about. So we'll finish off now in the normal way. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget, have one on us and up the blues. Up the super blues. <laughs>